God bless you. You know, Pastor Clive, I've been so honored and blessed to come and minister to this church each time. And each time I come to this place, God takes me to the next level of anointing. You know, the more you minister, the more you understand and operate the way God wants you to operate. I was actually very surprised when Pastor Clive called me on, was it Wednesday? She said, Pastor Vera, how are you? I said, I'm good. So I'm just waiting. And he says, can you preach tonight on Sunday? Um, you see, one of the things that I promised God that I will never, never turn down an open door that God has for me and I will not choose. Whenever God opens doors, I will go. And actually, he didn't know that I just came back from Singapore. I was actually very, very tired. In fact, I was saying, oh, how can I make those trips again, you know? I arrive in the morning at... 5.30 in the morning and I preach at 12 o'clock on my Monday Zoom and then on Tuesday again and then on Wednesday I got a pastor said to me, you're going to preach I knew God was dealing with me so I say yes and then when he gave, he usually doesn't give me a title to preach but he gave me this title Fresh Anointing I thought anointing is anointing. The fresh anointing. So I began to go into the word of God. But before I share the word with you, I just want to encourage you. You know, Pastor Clive, you were just talking about, I know something is going to happen tonight. Many people's lives are going to be changed. And this is what he says to me in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Tonight, if you are willing, you asking God to anoint you is one thing. But there are sacrifices to be paid. Just as Jesus went to the cross and paid that price so that you can be anointed. You have to pay that price. So, after I received that message, I began to pray. How many of you have gone to a season of life where you felt like everything is the same. You are just going onto this automatic gear and it's just sail on the same. How many of you have failed? And, and, and there is no revival in your spirit. That was exactly how I felt last month. Even though I... You know, we did a, a Belga event on, on Easter. And we had the whole family come to the Lord. 
what we did was we just did a hamburger. We did cook some hamburgers and sausages, and we pitched some tents at the Belga Park. And we just sent some young people and began to preach. And I sat with this man with beard, looks like a bikey. And he told me he is like meeting his partner because this is where they bring their children together to meet once a week. And so I began to minister to him, pray for him, and he had a miracle on his leg and he gave his life to Jesus. And then I heard that he went to church the next week with his family. Even in spite of I am doing that, I was feeling dry inside me. But nobody knows. Why I felt dry was because um, I'm doing uh, a major renovation for my daughter and his fiance. They just bought a beautiful home in Como. And so I was so busy engaging people to, and looked after. And I hardly had time to read, spend time with God. And sort of the oil that is inside me began to dry off. And nobody knows. And then I have to fly off to Singapore and the main purpose was to attend a wedding. But then another door been opened and they asked me to conduct a healing meeting and miracle began to happen. I was only go I was there for 7 days but every day I sat at Paragon, I sat at all the coffee shops, restaurants, and we begin to talk and people come and join us to talk about Jesus and that fire and the passion came back to me you see you may be sharing but until you seek the holy spirit and ask god to anoint you with that fire you will be dry i sense some of you you may be sitting on the pew raising your hands to worship god but it's not necessary that you are full of that anointing you are filled with that fresh oil and so today i just want to share with you a scripture in uh, psalm 92 psalm 92 verse 10 and pastor clive said to me talk about anointing oil I'm now talking what I experienced in Singapore. You know, uh, everything about what I preach is what I experience. And what I experience is a lesson to be learned for all of us. Amen. And so this is what the word of God says. But my horn, you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. I believe Today your horn will be exalted like wild ox. When we talk about horn, we talk about strength and authority. You know, sometimes we lose strength into what we want to do. But let me tell you this today, God is going to give you the strength and the authority that of a wild ox, and he is anointing you with fresh oil. However, In order for you to have this anointing 
What does that mean? If we turn to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9, there is a price to pay, I told you. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companion. For God to anoint you with the oil of gladness, you got to love righteousness and hate lawlessness. Because righteousness and lawlessness cannot walk together. You have to hate lawlessness in order for you to walk in righteousness. And I was dealing on this scripture. I just felt that some of you young people, you still love your worldly life. You still do things that the world do. You are not controlled by the Spirit of God. You are still drinking. You are still smoking. You are still doing things that you should not do. But God is saying to you that today, if you want the oil of gladness, you got to hate lawlessness. You know why Jesus was walking in that power on that anointing to heal? Because he hated sickness and disease. He hated sin. And I began to sort of ask myself, why am I so passionate about praying for people? It's because I hate to see people suffering. I hate to see people in torment by the Spirit. As I was coming here, I was speaking to people in Singapore, praying for them. And this morning, I spoke to New York. I spoke to people all over the world because they saw me on Facebook. They messaged me. How can you stop not talking to them? And you could see that desire in their heart that they want to be set free. Even at... Um, so God is giving me that experience of the joy of, of the oil of gladness that He's going to anoint me. He says that the yoke, that, 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 that anointing that you have will break the yoke of bondage. People come to you and tell them your, their problems. But I'm saying to you, when you are anointed, you have the words in your mouth to be released to them, to set them free, to break that bondage they are in. And so this afternoon, I think he's listening, but good on you. I told everybody, if you want to hear what I'm going to say tonight, this is fresh from the Holy Spirit. He says to me, well, some time ago, which is like last year, I prayed for this man. He found me on the internet and he was in witchcraft, dabbling with all those kind of stones and stuff like that. And he had pain all over his body, especially his private part. I'm a woman, he's a man. Like Pastor Clive said, you may see I'm a small woman. 
But when it comes to spirit, I take authority. And so I said to him, the first thing you need to do is just get rid of all the witchcraft. And so he took me to his house. We got rid of all those witchcraft. You know, sometimes they even bury in their garden. I say, dig it out. Let's destroy it. So I taught him how to pray in tongues, read the word of God. He was set free. Helped him. This man is anointed. Guess what? After a while, when he has no relationship, where he doesn't read the Bible, where he doesn't pray in tongues, where he doesn't associate with Christians anymore, that is where he loses all those that God has for him. So now, he is back. He called me two days ago. I am in pain. My private part is in pain. I'm going mental. I'm going into the ED or whatever. I say go. You know why? Because I want him to experience that pain that he go through. But if he fully surrendered to God, he can be set free. So I said to him, stop your rubbish. He said to me, you know, uh, tonight I'm going to somebody, something. They will cast out the demons. They told me one has come out. When he said that, I was very, really angry. Where the world? That when Jesus cast out demons, only one come out? You see, you may be in the healing and deliverance ministry, but you put a lot of fear onto people. That means there are more inside him. Only one come out. And he says to me, Vera, you can do it. I say, no, I'm not doing it. You go back to him. And he says, what? I say, yes. I'm not going to confuse you. That man is good. He knows how to do deliverance. Go to him. When you have come to me and you have deliverance, why would you go back to your old self? Tonight, why would you go back to the world when you have tasted the goodness of God? You see, Pastor Clive, whatever is happening to me right now this week has to do with now. He's a God of now. Our, our oil that we ask from God, the anointing that we ask on God, has to be afresh, has to be new. That's why in Exodus chapter 11, or sorry, 16, even the manner that they go out to pick up is every day. It is new. Well, maybe God wants them to have enough faith for tomorrow. But God is also teaching us that we need to have something new every day. And then I was reading today that if, they, if the sun comes out, all that manna will be melted. And I believe that the word of God that is in your life, if you don't continue to read, it will be melted too. Because you are not putting it in your mind and practicing the word of God. Let's go to Matthew chapter 25 about the ten virgins. 
I'm just trying to make a point here. Are you with me? Matthew chapter 25, verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lambs and they went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessel with their lambs. When, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumber and sleep. And at midnight a cry was heard, and behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. And then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lambs. And the foolish says to the wise, Give us some of your oil. For our oil, for our lamb are going out. But the wise answer saying, No, least they should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourself. And when they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was closed. And afterwards the other virgin came also, saying, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, As surely I say to you, I do not know you. Do you know something? The ten virgins started off all with lambs, with oil. But five of them, their oil were running out. They didn't top them up. What I'm saying to you today we are, going, we are not going to be like those foolish virgins where we don't top up our oil. And I realized that to go into, for God to anoint us, as in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9, we need to hate lawlessness and love righteousness. Then your God will anoint you with the oil of of gladness. There's a difference between gladness and joy. Do you realize? Gladness is a state of your mind. That means, you know, I've learned one thing after I read the scripture. I say, God, I must learn not to criticize. I must learn not to judge. No matter where I go, I learn to be contented. I learn to, when I am contented, I have joy. And God has anointed with me joy. I'm not going to judge my brother. I'm not going to speak about them. I got to love righteousness. I'm not going to let that antichrist rise up within me to go against my brother and sister. So the same thing you are in church the enemy, the antichrist will rise up within you to speak against your pastors, to speak against your leaders so that there is no unity in church. This is not the time to play. This is the time that we have to top up our oil. For Jesus said, He said, go and preach the gospel. In my name, you will cast out demons. You will lay hands on the sick 
and they were healed. He's not talking to the pastors. He's talking to the believers. He's talking to the church. If God thinks that you can do it, He won't say it, would He? And the reason why you're not operating on that lever is because you have not walked in righteousness and hated lawlessness. What am I saying here today? I'm saying that we should all try to walk holiness, righteousness. Actually, we are not righteous. Only Jesus is righteous. So when you fall, all you have to do is, God, forgive me. I try again. You see, you must be always conscious that righteousness is the way that you live. That the oil of joy will be with you. He said, I will anoint you with the oil of joy. For surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. You're going to have life. You're going to have joy. You know, when you go everywhere and you feel contented, you're glad for everybody. Everybody, you know, you sometimes you got a little bit of jealousy rising up within you. You just have to say, I bless the person. I'm glad for him. And that is how you can have that anointing. And what is anointing, by the way? Anointing is the power that is given by God to us that no human can do. That is anointing. If you want God to anoint you, which I believe He can and He will, but it's up to you to lead that life. I didn't just become a faith healer. I went through a lot. But people that I face with, that talk bad mouth to me. I say, God, I surrender them to you. This one scripture I learned. Whoever bad mouth you, you should say, God, your word says that when you are persecuted, you will be blessed. So let them persecute you and then you will be blessed. I remember when people were persecuting me and what I did was, I just say, bless them, bless them. And that year, I began to fly to Indonesia. I, I flew all over the world. Doors began to open for me. Let me tell you this. When the anointing is upon you, supernatural doors will open before you. When the anointing is, is upon you, you will be able to do business that nobody can do. Your lifestyle, was, people will see the possibility of your lifestyle and they want to hang around you. Whatever you speak, you have authority. That is when the anointing is upon you. Do you want to have that kind of authority? I see one hand up. Hey, anybody wants that anointing that God wants to give you, that fresh oil that He wants to pour upon you, that you, your horns will be what? Like a wild ox. They will be strong and then you have an authority. I may be small size, but when I walk into the room, I take that authority. And people will have to listen to me. 
when we were doing the house renovation, you know what is tradies like? I say to Albert, don't speak, let me speak. Serious. Clive. Because you know why? Those demons that are inside them know how to trash us. But when we must walk in power, we must walk in that authority. Somebody call me gangster. But they don't know I'm a gangster to the demons. When you have that authority, even the way you speak, people will listen to you. When people have a problem, they come to you. You are a problem solver. You don't run away from problems. You run to the problem and you solve the problem. That is when the anointing is upon you. But how do you achieve that anointing? How do you get that anointing? It's just not me and Pastor Clive get some oil and anoint you and you form a line here. No, 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 no. I'm serious. It's about you going home and live a life that is righteous. And holy. And you do not live. And you hate lawlessness. You hate people being sick. You can't stand people in pain. That's when God trusts you. You don't greed for money. Why? Because you know money will come to you because of the anointing. When I went to Singapore, I didn't ask for money But I had people coming And blessed me with money Why? Because the anointing was on me I remember Doing this healing meeting This is just last week There's this doctor He must be like Late 30s He's an ENT specialist But he suffered a disease called muscular telepree and all the muscle his hands and he, her legs and her hands are like spaghetti they have already lost all the weaknesses of the muscle she, she can't open her jaw she can't speak she can't swallow any food I didn't know she was a doctor she came on a wheelchair I was standing there and he was the for us, first few people to arrive, I walked up to her. They began to tell me that she is a doctor. She can't talk, but she can talk on the on the mobile, and she would tell me what's happening. And so I told her, "I respect you're a doctor, but I don't like the knowledge that you have." Sorry, Elaine. <laughs> I say you got to put away. That knowledge that you have of a doctor and put it away as I begin to share the message of God, you will be healed. Of course, before that, people were prepping her and telling her that miracles were happening uh, when I was there in the previous trip. And so she sat there and then 
during the message of me open, uh, doing the, the service, I just mentioned about this guy who lives here in Perth. His name is called Subi. He's a gardener. And he has uh, cancer of the nose. And because of that cancer, it has destroyed all the digestive systems and everything. So he has to have a tube through his stomach for more than six months. Now, I'm glad that I wasn't a doctor because if I was a doctor, I was not here from the Holy Spirit. No, I mean that occasion, okay? Um, because he says to tell me, to tell him to go and eat rice. But this guy is on the tube and he hasn't eaten for six months. Why would I ask him? And I didn't realize that he's dangerous because he can be choked to death. Is that right? So anyway, we prayed for the blood of Jesus over his esophagus and his digestive system. This is in Perth, okay? It's a couple of years ago. And I said, now go upstairs to the kitchen and now eat a spoon of rice. But he didn't eat a spoon of rice. He ate a bowl of rice. So I, I, I shared the testimony to that doctor. I said, put that mindset away because Jesus said, this mountain will be removed. If you say to this mountain, it will be removed. And today I'm saying to you, your mountain and your life is going to be removed. Whatever sickness you have come today, it will be removed. And so, Subi went to the doctors a week later to take out the tube because he can eat now. And the doctor said, no, if I take this, you will die. He said, why? Because you can't eat, you can't swallow. No, I can. And the doctor said, prove to me. And so they gave him milk and gave him bread and he ate in front of the doctors. So the doctors finally, this is in Perth, agreed to take off that tube. It's a miracle. So anyway, the lady, as I was sharing the word of God and the anointing was upon her. Why was it upon her? Because her heart began to open for the word and the Holy Spirit began to move. Guess what? She stood up. That was Thursday. Friday, if you are Asian, you know what I mean. She ate a bowl of wonton noodles, which is impossible for a person that has not eaten for months and months. And I got a text from her mother in law that she is even eating more, she has faith. Anointing that is upon you, no human being can do. And I'm saying to you that today, God is going to anoint you when you surrender your life and that you want to live a life that is pleasing God and not the world. You can't continue your world habits and you say, I want the anointing. So, 
If you want us to anoint you and you want to keep your old way, it's just putting oil on your forehead. You can do it yourself. But when you want an anointing, life has to change. It's not cheap. Pastor Clive, anointing is not cheap. Anointing has to pay a price that you have to give up your old life and move to the new. But what does that look like? Let me tell you this. I believe, according to the scripture, he say, if you obey my commandment in, Je in Deuteronomy 8, he said, I will bless you above all other nations. You know, you will be blessed. You will be the above and you are not the tail. When you make that sacrifice, amen? When you are anointed, People that come with you with a burden and a yoke, let me tell you this, the anointing that is in you will be able to destroy everything that comes to you. And you will be able to speak the word and their mind will be transformed. You know, I was thinking about Jesus. How your mind can be controlled by the demons when your mind is being controlled by the demons, you can also control the situation. Let's look. Let's look. You, if you look at um, the demonic man in Mark chapter 5, you know, Satan used whoever whose mind and thinking which they can control easily. And so, God, so Satan used this man, mind, because this mind was surrendered to Satan. And this man is able to control the whole mountain and nobody dare to move to that mountain except Jesus. I pray that you will not be manipulated by the devil, by the Antichrist. That your thinking and your mind will not be easily controlled by the demons. Hallelujah. But... When you have an anointing, your mind will be clear. You will be able to discern what are demon spirits and the people that you are dealing with. But yet, you walk in righteousness and you hate lawlessness. My belief as I was like, like I said to you, I was getting dry, Pastor Clive. God revived me in Singapore. I'm even more revived. When your pastor tell me to preach on this fresh anointing, he thought that I'm preaching to the church, but he didn't know that, that God was dealing with me. I hate lawlessness, but I love righteousness. One of the things... I mean, I'm one of the culprit, but how many of you, you come to church and you look at the church, your mind begins to judge and criticize. 
look pastor he's wearing jeans and you know he's now you know what I mean is it just me only me <laughs> I mean look why am I saying all this I'm saying this so that when you come to church you're not supposed to judge and when you do you need to repent you need to come to worship God. Today, Carmen, the worship was beautiful. I sense the presence of God. You have to make choices. Your choices is either righteousness or unrighteousness. Your choices is either faith or fear. You have to make the choice. You can't say, I want an anointing, and then you pretend that you are anointed, but you, you live a lifestyle that is unworthy, unholy, unrighteous. Today, God wants you to repent. For the kingdom of God is here. Am I speaking to you or just to me? I told you, I'm speaking to myself as well. You need, what does it mean to experience a fresh daily anointing from the Lord? You need to sacrifice your time to spend time with God and that have that relationship with Him and begin to pray in the Spirit and ask God for a fresh word every day and that you maintain the joy in your life. That nothing will come to steal that gladness that is in your heart. I know we are all belong to that category. You know, when you see people achieving more than you, you say, oh, uh, he's like this because, because. You have all the reason because, because. When God says, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you, I will make your name great, the Antichrist wants to come against that that is in your life. God has called you. He called you to be great. He didn't just call you to be a small person. But it is your choice. Your choice of surrendering. Your choice of living a righteous life. As I mature more in Christianity and in my age, I look around me for those People that are full of the word, like Pastor Clive and Pastor Sharon. You don't see them down. They are full of the Spirit of God. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you can be a very happy person, but you are nothing because you keep speaking rubbish. Like we, we can also know, right? But when you want to discern, Somebody and you want to follow and be mentored by somebody, you got to look at their lifestyle. Maybe you say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm still young. I, I don't need that, that, you know, holy poly life. But later on, let me tell you this, you're missing a lot of things because you should be making your millions right now than when you are 60 years old. It's too late. You don't know how to enjoy it then.
Well, how do you know that the anointing is not working? How do you know that you, your oil that is in within you is drying up? It's when you don't think big anymore. It's when you lose the desire to preach the gospel. It's when you want to isolate yourself and be alone. It's when you are not excited when people share testimonies. Look at your friends. When these people share testimonies, see if they are excited. If they are not, they are the other five virgins, foolish virgins. I'm telling you. I praise God that we have the Word of God that teaches to be stronger and wiser. Amen? When you have an anointing, you will leave an inheritance for your children. I praise God I'm leaving inheritance for my children. You too will leave an inheritance for your children. When you have an anointing, others will see you. The possibility of your life. A lot of people say to me, Vera, whatever you say, come through. It's the anointing. It's nothing to do with me. It's the hand of God that is upon my life. And I'm not saying that I'm, I'm 100% righteous. There are times that I get angry. But I would repent before God. I would go into that secret place and repent before God and tell God to, even though I'm in the right, I would tell God to change the situation for me. I think we should all do that. Rather than point your fingers at others. So what am I sharing today? For you to have the oil of gladness. You know, when you have gladness, everybody is going to see that you are glad. Everything that you do, doors are open before you. Ministries are open before you. That's when you know that anointing has come upon you. Don't turn your ministry into, a, they call it systematic running. No. Everything must be fresh from the Lord. I think about myself and I say there are several things I like to do and change before I go to heaven. I would love to see young people laying hands on the sick, on fire for God. Start a ministry of revival. Not just a few selected people, but all of you can because Jesus says so. If he thinks that you are not capable, he would not have said it. Hallelujah. Praise God. When the, when the anointing that is not working within you, you will know. Because somehow, you don't command the respect. Like I'm Asian, I'm small. I tell you, I have respect. I know, the rest, I know that anointing is upon me. 
I'm not saying it with pride, but I'm giving it glory to God. And I pray that all of you will be the same. Coming into righteousness, hating lawlessness, hating sin. You can't love the world. That's what the Bible says. And you love God. You can't love the sin of the world and the flesh. Let's turn to that. I think it's found in 1 John. It's found in 1 John chapter 2. You have to hate. Or rather Romans chapter 6 verse 12. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Do not present your members as instrument of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God. Romans chapter 6 verse 12. And I pray that today, you will be able to discern the Antichrist that is rising up to rob you of your anointing that God has anointed you. Amen? So, when the anointing is not working in you, somehow you will know. You don't command respect from unbelievers especially. People do not reach their destiny or never ever even reach their maximum potential. What is potential? Potential are hidden talents that you have that you have not even reached because there is no fresh anointing upon your life. You are still living on your yesterday anointing. You can't. You got to move forward. Amen? You know, there is one thing about um, when you come to Jesus at salvation, the Holy Spirit lives in you and never leaves you. Is that right? But there's another difference is when the Spirit of God comes upon you, that is when He anoints you. That means... That inside the spiritual man, he began to react to the Word of God, to the Spirit of God. You're praying in tongues. You're reading the Bible. Inside the spiritual man began to reach out to the outer man. And that outer man is now used by God to touch the sick, to heal the sick, to make money for the kingdom. Hallelujah. That is when the Spirit is upon you. But the Spirit will never leave you nor forsake you because the minute you receive Jesus, it's a seal that is set inside you. Ha! But the Spirit, when it comes upon you, it's yoke-destroying, burden-lifting. I like that. Is there somewhere in the room? Hallelujah! Praise God! Your inner man needs to surrender so that you would create an outer manifestation for God to work. That is called anointing. Anointing is God's power that comes upon you that what you can do but no human being can do. That is anointing. I pray today 
you make your decision and say, God, I want to live a righteous life. I want to live a life that is pleasing to you. You must maintain your anointing with the Holy Spirit within you and upon you. Amen? And I pray, the Bible says that, that when the power of God comes to you, you will be able to heal the sick, open blind eyes, speak with the wisdom. People that come to you, you can give the word. There is this old song, I don't know, Pastor Clive, you know, he said, I know the Lord will make a way for me. I know the Lord will make a way for me. If I live a holy life, shun the wrong and do the right, I know the Lord will make a way for me. Let me tell you this. God is able to change your life and take you to your maximum potential, your ability, your hidden ability that is in you when you surrender and do the right thing. And all you have to do every day, consciously, you live a righteous life. If today you have sinned against the Holy Spirit, you have though you are safe. You sin against God and you want to repent. I ask you to come and kneel down here and ask God to change your life. We can't anoint you until you live a life that is pleasing to God. Otherwise, it's just oil touching your head. Get serious with God. And I know that you will reach your maximum potential where God has for you. All of you are young. You can impact millions of people. Hallelujah. We have the musician and come and you can come. And if you, if you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit, we also like you to come and we pray for you. Maybe if you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that is the first thing to the anointing, is to come and receive your oil. And those that your oil, you are like the other five foolish virgins, and your oil is dry, and now you need the touch of the Holy Spirit to fill you again. He's going to take a flask like he anointed David to pour upon your life. You know, the Bible talks about anointing is the rubbing of oil. In the olden times, oils are very precious. And so what they do is they rub on their hands and they rub on you. God wants to rub on you. When He rubs on you, your presence will stay. His presence will stay with you for a long time. Hallelujah. Praise God. So if you need... Fresh anointing oil. We are here to bless you. Yesterday anointing is not for today. God told the Israelites 
to go out to collect their manna every day. And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Come to me. Thank you.